we're back together. One last episode of the Challenge All Stars, the Challenge OGs. I'm John Chidley Hill. I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge, talking about the Challenge All Stars reunion. Mm -hmm. Which, just off the top, I'm going to say I enjoyed. Well, what are what are your broad impressions, Sheldon? The first thing that caught my attention was the fact that you know. I think to me, when you look at it and you you, you look at it from a, a viewpoint of where we are in terms of we are kind of like halfway in the media industry, not halfway, but you know what I'm saying? Like we do the yeah. podcast as fans, but obviously because of our day jobs, you know, we have a different viewpoint on it. And the very first thing that I thought when I saw this was, oh, this really got the full push from Paramount or CBS Viacom or whatever, because I was like, this is hosted by Nate Burleson and Maria Menounos. Like, yeah, Maria Menounos pops up in like, you know, whatever extra, you know, Super Bowl weekend, like whatever big assignments, that's where she'll pop up for. Nate Burleson. She's a big deal. Oh yeah. Nate Burleson right now is about to be like the next Strahan. Like he's about to surpass Strahan in terms of being the, top NFL guy, top like morning show host, top like whatever it is. And I have a bias, like truth be told, the show I used to work on, we used to have Nate Burleson on every week as our NFL analyst. So very familiar with them, but he is also like a star and getting the push from that company. So when I saw him hosting the challenge finale, I was like, whoa, okay. The stakes are up here for this show. I also... I mean, while we're talking about them, I thought they both did a really good job. You know like why? The... Sorry. Sorry. No, no. Go well, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, just like in previous seasons, we've had reunion episodes where the host has sometimes dropped the ball. I'm speaking of Johnny Mosley mm -hmm. <laughs> as an example. Yep. Like there have been some hosts that clearly didn't watch the show. Yeah. Then you had, I liked The Miz in the past, but he shouted so much mm -hmm. where and like maybe it's because this cast is a little bit older a little bit more mature i mean there's still some fire like there is still like temperatures got raised a little but maria and nate i say their names as if we're best friends why not we're we're like the right the right temperament like they pressed some questions they called some people out but it wasn't like shouting they were clearly fans of the show like they're clearly into it they clearly watched it i really enjoyed it i thought they did a great job yeah to me the reason why it works is because they actually like you keep trying to plug people into this position of being a host and they aren't hosts they're not even really on-air personalities so to speak so when you put them in a hosting position when really you know this is different than just a normal hosting gig because you're supposed to have a conversation with each of these people. And what Maria and Nate Burleson both did was they sat down and they had a conversation with the cast. They actually, you could tell when they were going off script. And in fact, the only time it was awkward was when you could tell they were reading to script to throw to a video or whatever, right? That's when it kind of got stiff for lack of a better term. And even still it was kind of odd, but that was like so much less than normal. The majority of this episode was just them interacting and re-asking and making jokes with the cast. Yeah, I really like that. And it's one thing that they did that I quite liked, and you sort of alluded to it, is when they did have to read from script, they would sort of wink like they would purposely sort of be flat on the reads yeah yeah which was good because like if you try to sell it it's just awkward well i say this all the time and it's one of my biggest pet peeves of media people reading jokes off a teleprompter like that yeah, is the work. worst thing ever <laughs> and yet it's done so much like only the top 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 level of people are able to read off a teleprompter and have it seem smooth, much less read off a teleprompter and be able to be funny and have it come mm -hmm. off as natural. 
when let's be honest, you're probably reading someone else's joke, right? So yeah, it's a tough thing to do, but yet so many people get asked to do it. And I never understand that. No, but they did a really good job. Uh, like I said, they, they would sort of wink at the camera, mm -hmm. which smoothed it over less smooth. I felt in the reunion was Derek and Yazella. There was a lot of Yazella in this reunion. There was a lot of Yazella. And she had some access to grind too. Like she mm -hmm. came in fired up. Yeah. To the point that people like Jemmy, who's normally fired up and sort of dominates a reunion, they sort of took a back seat. Yeah. Like she wanted the smoke. For sure. She came on and was just taking no prisoners. She was saying, you know, she was taking on her battles. She was taking on Alton's battles. All these things were going on. It was it was interesting because, you know, I felt like we got to see even more of her personality, more so than we did during the actual season. She took on Arissa's battles, yep. right? Like she was gunning for people that weren't there to defend themselves. It was, it was so, quite a bit. I know she's going to come up a bit during this conversation, but I really want to talk about the eating chips in, in bed while you're asleep or sleep eating. Have you yes. ever heard of that before? Did you know that no, that was I've, a thing? I've never heard of that. I've never seen that. Like I've, fr from time to time, it doesn't happen often. I'll get up and have a midnight snack. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't think that's uncommon, but no. like, they're not in bed with me. <laughs> like, the only way that's happening is if I'm super drunk. Mm -hmm. And like, I honestly can't recall a time where I've been that drunk. Yeah. Like, I've, I have woken up hungover and found a McDonald's meal that I had bought for myself and forgotten on the kitchen counter, but that was still in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, where food belongs. Yeah. Or like, if I was really sick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if I was down for the count with like a serious flu, I'd have some like cookies or something on the bedside table. But it sounds like Letarian did that all the time. It was certainly not like a, it wasn't the first time he's ever done it. Well, if they didn't have video, I wouldn't believe it. But for them to show yeah. the video and my guy has his like blindfold on while he's sleeping and he's just like reaching and eating and that combined with how Yasella broke it down, like it was so loud and it kept her up because she was just nervous about whether he was going to choke in his sleep, which is a very valid point, by the way. Right. It was so strange. So strange. I, well, on the topic of how strange it is, like of all the like, if you're going to commit to having food in bed with you that you're going to wake up in the middle of the night with mm -hmm. Doritos has to be the worst choice. This is like so it's messy. Crumbly. Yeah. It's so messy. It's gonna get on your face. It's gonna get on your fingers. It stains. Like it, and it's noisy. So like, disgusting. Like if you're really committed to it, like a peanut butter and jam sandwich is a quiet, <laughs> depending on how you make it, uh, like neat food. You know what I mean? Like there's there's other options. Fair that are less problematic than Doritos straight. And like, I just think I'm against it altogether. It's like, Oh, you're just for sure. mixing, you're mixing moods, right? Like the bed and sleeping is for sleeping. The table like, is for sitting and eating. Yeah. That's it. It's not that complicated. Like, you don't sleep at the table. And Doritos can like stick in like, your back teeth like there's there's so many things wrong with it and was, think about the fact that i'm assuming you brush your teeth before bed so then yeah, you hopefully. just i mean yeah that's probably the least of the the issues but yeah the roaches all the, like just gross but anyways my I, well i have one last thought sorry no sorry while we're harping on latarian latarian you know when he used to be on the show was a super fit dude He's a bit larger now. Okay. And like, you know, we're not here to body shame anyone. I'm just Ooh. saying that eating Doritos while you sleep yep. is definitely not going to help you stay lean and mean. Like when they showed that, I'm like, oh, I see why Latarian got large. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's an interesting one. That's fair. That's fair. No arguments that's here. Not, 
That's not going to help things. No. Uh, Jemmy made it an interesting point where she said sharing a room with Arissa and Kendall was a lot. Yeah. And it was very obvious that Jemmy is not a fan of Kendall. Yeah. She made the point, and I think I made this point earlier, not to shout myself out, but Kendall has been petitioning on social media to be to come back on the challenge mm-hmm. for years. Like she will okay. watch seasons live and then like criticize current cast members on Ooh. Twitter, Ooh. clearly looking for like that rivals mm-hmm. bid. Right. Yeah. And so Jemmy's main criticism was how could Kendall come on the show and then be like taken aback at like, the complexities of it when jemmy knows that kendall watches because kendall's always trying to start these beefs what did you think of that i found it kind of weird but it made me wonder if kendall got a bad or sorry if they thought kendall got a really good edit right because i think they i think that was sort of the gist yeah Yeah. do you know what i mean because i found it weird because from what we saw like yeah we saw a couple kendall moments for sure but it wasn't anything you know, that, like, think of the edit that Arissa got. And even when you remove how Arissa left the show, which, you know, obviously was a massive thing, but I'm saying they were pointing to show Arissa always like singling herself out or, you know, just not being part of the group. Like Arissa got a negative edit, right? Whereas yeah. Kendall, I don't think got a negative edit at all. And so it kind of seemed odd to me anyways, that I'm watching the reunion and I'm like, wait, why is everyone going at Kendall? Yeah. So it, you could be right. That could definitely be a thing. But also only Kellyanne was there for Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> Kellyanne backed her up. Kellyanne comes off really nice in this because she's sticking up for a friend in the like because it'd be so easy at this point to just say nothing because they're just crushing Kendall and whatever, right? She's not there to defend herself, but whatever. But Kellyanne was like, no, like, you know, she's making good points. My thing is if you're Jemmy. Right. And they get into this conversation later about floating or coasting or whatever. But to me, I don't think you can crush Kendall for how she played the game to get as far as she did. And you figured out, you said yourself as Jemmy, right? There's different things that she had to do to get to a certain point in the game as well. Right. It's just her way of playing. So, you know, Kendall's just doing whatever she was doing, whatever her game plan is or strategy. And Jemmy's doing her strategy. Like to me, the fact that Kendall had to go in consistently over and over and over again, and then still didn't earn the respect of the majority of the cast. It's kind of funny to me. It tells me that there must be so much more going on, which they alluded to, but they didn't really get in depth. Right. Yeah. We never saw why, you're totally right. We never saw why Kendall was so disliked. Like we never saw, they never were like, here's how Kendall speaks to people. That's off putting. It was, remember, it was Mark only really just her jumping her. down, right? It was only her refusing to jump down off the thing during that one challenge. That was it. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And like Yazella's still was still super salty, although she was super mad about anything, mm-hmm. uh, anything and everything. I did have to point out that in this debate, things get a little heated. Kellyanne gets worked up. Eric gets worked up. Big easy, excuse me. It's clear that Kellyanne is there to defend Kendall. But what I want Kellyanne to do is to defend how she said faux pas. Did you catch that? I did not. She said faux pas. Oh. She was like, I, I know that Kendall made some foo pa. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Kellyanne? I totally missed that. That's funny. What? I, I don't want to bag on Americans for not being able to pronounce French words because I'm not great at French. And I know I know my own weaknesses. But faux pa is not super hard. So foo pa really stuck out to me. I totally missed that. Totally missed it. Um, we had a nice moment with Yes, mm-hmm. where they were sort of praising him and how well he did. And this is where we get to the conversation about coasting mm-hmm. and coasters. But I want to give a shout out to Yes 
for saying that he paid uh, rent to the Olauni tribe, which is the, uh, I hope I said that right, Olauni, that's it, Olauni tribe, who were the First Nations people who originally uh, owned the land where San Francisco now is, but obviously they were removed from their land forcibly. (laughs) So as reparations, he started paying rent to them. How cool is that? I mean, it's interesting because you could tell that there is more to him while watching the season, but to hear that full story and hear him break it down, but also hear the rest of the cast talk about the fact that, you know, they were happy for him, right? They just, mm-hmm. they're glad that someone, a good person won. And to hear mm-hmm. him say, you know, all the things that he's into and he's dedicated his life to social justice and, you know, helping others and, you know, whether it's income inequality or whatever it is, like that's what he's dedicated his life towards. And so for him to win that money, he's like, you know, some of that money is going to go to a good cause. I thought that's really cool. It's good karma. I like that. I was curious when Mark said, oh, you know, he was quoting Ruthie, but he's like, you know, we hope that this, that the winner was a good person. I am dying to know who they would have been disappointed if they won. Like who in their mind would be not a good person? Yeah, that's interesting. I I think it's more so people who are causing trouble. Like I bet you they don't think Jemmy's a good person, right? They think she's just there trying to get a a quick, easy win because she's just on the show all the time. I wonder if like what the rest of the cast thinks of Derek and, uh, and, mark right like i wonder that who knows i'm guessing kendall people don't like that's what um that's what i gather um but yeah i don't know it's it's it was super interesting comment and were you also surprised at how many people weren't at the reunion yeah there like there were some big names that weren't there and like people that had major plot points that had made the final like, I thought Anissa was really conspicuous by her absence. Kendall not being there. Not that she made the final, but obviously she was a lightning rod. All Nehemiah. Season. Those were the two. Yeah, Nehemiah would have been a good one. Anissa's a weird one because I wonder if she just didn't want to go because she didn't want to fight with Yasella. And we'll never know. Like, I have no idea. I'm just grasping at straws here trying to figure out why wouldn't Anissa go, especially because she has obviously a solid relationship with the Challenge franchise and she's still currently on it quite a bit. So I kind of just wonder like what the reason was that she wasn't there. Like that to me is just super odd. Oh, that could be it. It's definitely it. Yeah, that makes total sense. Maybe Kendall's on the new season. Who knows? Who knows? But let's get to the coasting stuff. Because I want to know what people think and even, you know, people to write in to get our comments on it as well, because, or sorry, to get the viewer comments. Because, you know, as always, we love the viewer comments and just trying to figure out essentially what people like, what people don't like. And I think the term coasting is an interesting one because if you think about how the show plays out and what we talk about a lot on this podcast, one of the things we always talk about is there's different ways to play the game. There's different strategies to it. Some people are going to rely on their brawn and they're going to rely on their gameplay to, you know, talk trash to people, go in and know that nobody's going to want to go against me. See Fessy, right? Who's going to want to go against him in in an elimination? Not many people. So that's how he's always going to make it to the final. Other people are going to want to build their alliances, right? And just say, hey, my alliance is really good. My alliance is legit. My alliance is going to carry me all the way to the final. And then there's other people who are like, listen, I'm just going to lay low and see no evil, hear no evil. I'm going to play my position, sit in the background, and that'll at least get me halfway through the season. And sometimes it gets you pretty far, gets you towards the end. And that, my friends, is called coasting. Is it coasting? Yasella has a big problem. Yasella has a big problem with this, right? Because I think her definition was in this season, 
going in the final or not, if you didn't want to go in the elimination, not seeing an elimination or being afraid of going to elimination or trying to avoid the elimination meant that you were coasting, which I don't really agree with, but I want to know what you think. Yeah, I want to know what the listeners think. I'll tell you, I think I'm with Jemmy. I think the name of the game is to work smarter, not harder. And mm-hmm. to, I mean, the whole thing that you want to do is avoid elimination. And yeah. there is people like she, Yazella specifically called out Yes and Jemmy. And I think Durrell. Or maybe someone else called out Durrell, but his name came up with it. But there it. is lots of other people that never went into an elimination. Derek never went into an elimination. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? The whole name of the game is that you don't want to go in. So, and especially if you're like a Jemmy who, let's be honest, we love Jemmy on You Killed It, but she's not a killer in eliminations. I can't remember her ever winning an elimination. I mean, she works hard to stay out of them, but like, she's Mm -hmm. playing to her strengths. And I think it's also dismissive of Yazella to say, oh, if you don't go in, you haven't earned it. I think it's hard work to not go in. I think it's a, a lot of politics. I think it's a lot of social game. I think it means that you're doing well at the daily challenges and like all of that's yeah. legitimate. So I don't really, I, I really disagree with what she was saying just in broad strokes. Yeah. To me too, the, the same thing is I, I disagree because it's just someone else's strategy. And like at the end of the day, avoiding the eliminate, like how do you not make it to the finals? Well, you get eliminated. How do you avoid getting eliminated? Well, going into elimination. Yeah. <laughs> like you're making it seem as if there's not some strategy involved in it. And if it's just like, oh no, don't put me in or whatever it is. It's like, no, that's someone's calculated way of trying to get to a final. And maybe the other way is if you go into a final, put in work, maybe people won't want to put you in. But who knows? Every every season of the challenge, the game is different. Yeah. But the one thing that's not different is the only way you lose is by going in elimination, yeah. right? So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's uh, as bad of a thing as Yasella made it out to be. I know what she was kind of trying to say, but I also agree with what Yes said in terms of, you know, coasting implies that you know someone's mentality is I'm going to chill and just make it to the mm-hmm. final. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he yeah. said, right? And he's like. And to me, the further point, if I was going to add on to Yes's thoughts, which I'm clearly not as smart as Yes, but I'll try here. You can only coast if the rest of the cast allows you to coast. No? Like, you can say, I don't want to go into an elimination, but that can only happen if the rest of the cast doesn't put you in an elimination. So there's another side to it where, you know, it is a strategy to the game. I think it's all about strategy. And also, I mean, I'm glad she owned it, but some, I think it was Nate pointed out, hey, wait a second, you put in Kendall again and again and again. So, right. like, what are you talking about? And, like, to Yazella's credit, she's like, I have a double standard, which <laughs> Darrell <laughs> applauded her honesty. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. I think that it's it's funny, right? Because it makes Yasella, she comes off really good because she's being honest, yeah. genuinely honest, and you can tell that she's being authentic. And I think we appreciate that as viewers when you're watching someone being themselves through and through and being able to say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm BSing yeah. here, <laughs> right? We like that. We appreciate that for sure. Um, but yeah, the other things I kind of talked about was Katie and Trishel, which I thought it was kind of weird to bring that up without them being there. Yeah. Like, I found that just weird. Like, it's just odd to even, like, I get why you're replaying it, and maybe there's some something grand to come out of it. But at the end of the day, it's just weird to talk about this argument between these two friends that weren't there to speak for themselves. What'd I you agree. Think? I, I thought that was, I thought this was one of the weakest parts of the reunion was that they talked a lot yeah. about people that weren't there. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'd have people step up and explain. Like, Jemmy explained the Trishel and Katie beef. Uh, Darrell defended Arissa's meltdown. And then they gave some... some uh, and John A. also backed up that Arissa was having a hard time because of the gluten allergy and, and she was having a hard time with the diet. But, like, I want to I wanna hear it straight from them. And especially, like, when it yeah. comes to Katie and Trishel, like, they were longtime friends. I want to know if they're cool now. You know, like, I want more yeah. details than what the people that were present at the reunion had to offer. And, like, you know, they, Jemmy and Darrell and John A did a fine job of, like, explaining things, but it's not the same as, as moving the plot forward in terms of telling us what's happened. It was funny to hear that they made up that day and then got in another fight later on. That, was that happens though, right? Um, like you get into a fight with someone oh, and yeah, then, like, of course. you say that you forgive each other, but then like you sort of think about it more and you're not quite over it. And I think it was um, Kellyanne said, and they've been drinking, which says it all, right? Like that makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I want to know though, do you think Arissa is a witch? I don't know that I would use the phrase witch, but it seems like she's connected to the universe in ways that that I'm not. I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think I'm connected. And they're also all clearly terrified of her. Like Darrell even said that he said her name to his wife in passing and he started choking. Yeah. And John A said she likes being called a witch or she took it as a compliment. Yeah, I think... I think some people, once they get to a certain plane where, because I, I get totally what you're saying, and I love the way that they had the conversation on the show, because they were bringing it up, they were talking about it, but then they had, they brought up like the nuance of it in terms of, you know, we're not making fun of her, like this is her beliefs, this is how she lives her life, this is her religion, you know, for lack of a better term, and you know, it doesn't have to be a negative connotation. It is for the jokes and for the TV show and whatever. But in reality, if I think about it, it's like, you know, there's a bunch of people who figure some things out and understand how to maneuver through the world with a different understanding of the world and how, you know, we place ourselves in the world and how we react to certain things and how we can control certain things and dictate certain things and just move with a certain sense of power. And I think that's what this was for Arissa, where, you know, when you really break it down, her quitting, it seems like she lives her normal life in this level of control, right? Like she knows what's going on. She has an understanding of what's going on. And even if something goes off, she knows how to handle it in her normal life. You remove all of that in this situation, then add in, you know, the basics of not being able to eat properly, not being able to sleep properly, that'll throw you off. That'll make you super miserable. And I think that explains a lot. And so the viewpoints of them bringing this as like a negative energy, I bet you that if things flipped and let's say that, you know, she was eating well, you know, the living accommodations were maybe a little better, like maybe her quote unquote, witch like things or characteristics would be more of a positive thing. Yeah. Right. Like it would have been a more positive experience because she would be having a positive experience instead of the I can't eat. I can't sleep. All these people are partying and drinking and I don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I also understand like I'm an only child at this point. I've lived alone for 11 years. I wouldn't want to be in a communal living situation. I would have a hard time with that. Like bunk beds. There's so much I can say right now that I won't say on this podcast, (laughs) but we'll talk about it after. But you know what I mean? Like I would, and like Aris is older than me. I don't know what her home situation is in terms of like roommates, partner, children, what. But I get it. Like when you're over the age of like, I don't know, let's say 30, 35. And you like you have the resources to live on your own or to live with people you want to live with your partner, your children, where like you have a say in how the households run. It's hard to go back to to that situation. Like I, I know I couldn't do it. Yeah. 
No, that's totally fair. I totally get that. And I think it's one of those things where if you're not comfortable, it throws everything yeah. else off. Like I was alluding to this, uh, or maybe it was before we started recording, but I'm doing like a reno to my house right now. And so like my house is in chaos right now, but I've been sleeping on the couch and it's thrown me off so <laughs> much. And I didn't realize it. And I used to sleep on my couch all the time. No issues, no problem, no complaints. Like, and I'm saying I used to just fall asleep on my couch and I have a bed and I just would sleep on my couch. No issues, no problems. But then after, you know, I kind of switched up a lot of different things, which we don't got to really get into, but one of the things was sleep. Mm -hmm. And so now to go back to it and then it's like, oh, sleeping on the couch. I woke up a couple of days at first. It was just like, oh, I feel like trash. <laughs> like I slept horribly, but you can just tell, you know, and that's just a routine getting thrown off for like whatever a month or however long this takes. Right. But it's just super interesting. And I, I totally understand that. Then add in, you're in this room with strangers, people you don't really know. So there's no comfort at all. Like I get it, mind you. It's funny, like when they showed that clip of them talking trash about her and then the lights shut off. It's like she's the undertaker. Absolutely. Incredible. And in I fairness like to Arissa, again, I mean, she's struggling. She's get like, we're theorizing she's not used to sleeping in communal conditions anymore. She's got mm -hmm. uh, like a gluten allergy. And then you've got like Latarian eating Doritos in bed. Like I get, I get why she wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, a lot. We going have to on. talk about this old chestnut. Yazella's still pissed with Anissa. <laughs> yeah. I. She tried to explain it more. I'm going to be honest. I still just don't get it. The only thing that stuck with me was Yazella says, "You betrayed me here. How do yeah. I not know?" she'll betray me elsewhere. I almost understand that logic, but otherwise I still don't get it. And like, Jemmy tried to explain it for people. I didn't get it there. And like Derek says, you know, he watches every season of the challenge. He yeah. pays close attention and he doesn't think Anissa plays an untrustworthy game. And he brought that up because Yazella said that like, part of her anger was that this is Anissa's track record and she always makes friends with people and then betrays them on the show. I have to say, I'm with Derek. I don't think she plays an untrustworthy game. If anything, I'd say Anissa trusts people too much and she's always the one that gets burnt. Like, she's always the odd person out in these alliances. What do you think? I totally agree with you. I think she plays a game where she, you know gets in trouble because she thinks she's friends with too many people. And then when it comes down to the very end, those people turn on her. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that ends up being her problem. But in this situation, it was still really strange because we still never really heard what Anissa's reason was for not riding with Ysela. But the other part I want to applaud them for, and I thought was really good actually, was the breakdown of it. Like this seemed like overall it was a really good like nuanced reunion where they allowed for you know point counterpoint breakdown and in this situation where jemmy comes in and jemmy's just like no 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 guys you don't understand what yasella is saying she's not mad that anisa didn't vote with her she's mad that anisa lied to her and said that she would vote with her and then voted against her so it's not even about who she voted for. It's just like, well, if you just told me, maybe I'd still be mad. Cool. But we could deal mm -hmm. with that. We could talk about that. But the fact is that you looked at me and lied to me to my face. And that's where I'm like, okay, I can understand that from Yasella. But I will say, guaranteed if Anissa came to her and, and was like, hey, sorry, I just can't vote for who you want me to vote for. Yasella still is going to get mad, yeah. right? I think we can all assume that. But in this instance, with how things played out and what Yasella is saying, I can understand where she's coming from. I'm still not there. So No, that's fair. They, well, I mean, to the point where she says, I, I'm going to ride with Kendall next season before riding with Anissa. Like, we don't believe no. that. Like, come on, Yasella. Like, take a deep breath. It's okay. Uh, 
they show the hookups just to review. It's Jemmy and Nehemiah, Anissa and Latarian. No word yet on if the Doritos were present. And Alton and Yazella. Jemmy says she actually was vibing with Techmore, but he was an early exit. She says she says that she didn't she and Nehemiah didn't she didn't say sex, but she says that they didn't have sex. They just made out. And that if Tech had been there, it would have perhaps been a different story. And then Beth chimed in, Mama Beth saying that she was rooting for Jemmy and Nehemiah and that Nehemiah would make a great son-in-law. Yeah, a lot going on there. But I will say that was probably my line of the episode or interaction of the episode. Just Nate's question. like, So, Jemmy, what drew you to Nehemiah? And she's like, well, technically. <laughs> Jemmy's so like, wow. ruthless. I love it. <laughs> so it's pretty good. It was definitely once again, Yazella, man, we have to talk about her so much. She says that yeah. she and Alton remain in touch mm-hmm. because his circumstances have to change for them to be more than friends. And then Maria straight up says, apparently there's a rumor that Alton is married. How is there a rumor about someone's marital status? Like that's a legally binding document. True. But I mean, I think Kellyanne kind of alluded to that or brought that up, right? Just saying the way that he was talking in the house, he made it sound as if, you know, there's a significant other. So like, even if he wasn't married, there might be still someone back home. And, you know, Yasela says, yeah, we talked about it. And, you know, there's a mother of his child and they still obviously have a relationship because they're raising children, but they're not together. And hey, what can we do with that? I've still, she implied that there is still more complexities that would have to be ironed out. I will say I've, mm-hmm. from social media, seen that Yazella and Alton have hung out together since I think the reunion was filmed. But there's another one. Like, yep. it would have been helpful to have Alton there. Like, he'd have some insights as to what was going on. Yep. Yeah. Strange that they couldn't get more people together. And, like, there's some people that, like, I really like Kellyanne. But if we had mm-hmm. to subtract people to make space, like, we could have subtracted <laughs> Kellyanne and John A. For yeah. Kendall and... I don't know, Alton, <laughs> you know, like there's more, yeah. more, or Anissa. I feel like the people, I feel like there's people who knew that they'd have to answer for a yeah. lot of things and probably didn't want to show up. Right. And that's Kendall, Alton, Anissa, right? Like that's what I think, but who knows? And then finally, Durrell says Latarian and Anissa, who again, neither one of them were there to talk about it. Durrell says that they would be good yep. together. But he believes it won't go beyond the challenge house. Like he felt that they would complement yeah. each other well. But mm-hmm. that it doesn't, that there's not enough impetus. There's not enough to bring them together. Well, it's, it's tough, right? Like, you know, you're in a house, you're going from the situation where you're seeing someone every single day. There's not much else to do. You're in a perfect situation. You're in some like, beautiful location where you know things are just perfect for you to just chill with this one person you get along with but then when you go back to real life realities kick in where do you live where does this person live what's their schedule like what's their work schedule like what's their home life like what do they do in real life and there's so many other things that come in to play so you get Mm -hmm. it yeah totally makes sense totally makes sense and then what didn't make sense to me though is the ice stuff. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. I mean, the most pressing question is apparently Durrell really did pee on the ice block. Yeah. We talked about it on that episode. No? We did. Well, we doubted if he actually did it or if he just like pretended, but he says he really did. I have to say, if I were his yeah. teammate or if I was in line of sight of that, I would be extraordinarily upset. I don't want to see anyone pee. Yeah. And to then have to like touch it and like I don't think it generates enough heat to make any sort of difference in terms of the melting. Like I know obviously pee yeah. is warm, it would melt a little bit, 
But it's not worth it. Like, it's not like it. he peed on it and, like, the ice cracked in half. It would get rid of, like, you might as well just hold your hand to the ice for a minute and it would have the same effect, like, yeah, without being disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, them discussing, you know, there's people peeing on it, there's people spitting on it. Like, it's just a lot going on. But it's a challenge, right? It's All's a challenge. fair and love um, in the challenge. Apparently, even peeing on <laughs> ice, um, peeing and twerking on ice. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> Beth. Yes. Beth and her toe, and the bee sting, and Alton coming to her rescue. What? I need. I feel like I needed more detail, but at the same time, no, nah, I don't need as much detail. Do you, know, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's so. unless Beth is allergic to bees, and I gather she's not. Mm-hmm. This was just Alton wanting to suck on some toes, I think. And like Kellyanne was trying to take credit for like, oh yeah, this is how you get rid of the venom. It's not that much venom, guys. It's like <laughs> it's not life changing. And also, uh, like when bees sting you, they leave their stinger. You can just pluck it out. So like, yeah, there's a lot. You going just on get there. some tweezers, or like if you've got nimble fingers and you yank it out, and then like put it on ice, take a Benadryl, and life goes on. I will say this was my line of the episode. Zella said, "Beth is here today because of Alton." <laughs> Well played. Well played. Um, we start to wrap up here. Darrell is proud of everyone for finishing the final, and he admits that when mm-hmm. he finished and he looked back, he did not think everyone was going to finish. So, yeah. Neither did neither I. Neither did I. Um, I have to say, someone who I thought came off really well in the reunion and throughout the season was John A., and I liked what yeah. she had to say about how she was so honored to have competed with everyone. She was proud of herself and like herself. And again, she just given birth seven months beforehand. So like for her to do this was amazing. And like, I never really liked her on previous seasons. I thought she was fine. Yeah. I thought she was nice. I thought she was reasonable. She tried hard. Like no one's criticizing John A's effort, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, your guys, Mark and Derek, had to put in overtime to get the last word. I don't even know what Derek was doing. His whole, like, walk-off, like, I didn't get that. It was just weird. Like, I, di- I didn't get what he was trying to do. Like, was he trying to have, like, his grand finale? Like, I'm going to see you and you and you and you and I'm out of here. And, like, did he think that's how they were going to end it? Yeah. Because it's just really awkward. And all they really did was save enough time for Nate to just crush him with, yeah, I would tell you to paddle back to your seat, but I don't think he'd make it. (laughs) And that, like, Nate's chirp made that awkwardness worth it. But throughout the reunion, I'm like, Mark and Derek are not going to be able to resist the temptation of, like, having the final say. Like, they they needed that just I mean, hey final thoughts i get it right they pulled this off they got this the ball rolling on this it turned into a big thing there's probably a nice bag for them that they got for i don't know if they're producers on the show or whatever but like more power to them you know they gave more to the challenge family you know to as people who work in the industry we understand how hard it is to get an idea through the red tape to actually get it done then add in it during a pandemic plus recruiting all these people who most of them haven't really been on TV in a long, long, long time. I'll give them credit for coming up with this and getting it done, Mm -hmm. executing it. So I have to ask a question, Sheldon. I've been waiting all season to ask you this. You were reluctant to watch this season. Yeah. Now we've seen it start to finish. Mm -hmm. Where do you stand now? I think I think it was okay, but I'd put it up there with like it's barely better than one of those like challenge all stars or no what is it? vets versus pros or whatever yeah. it was or challenge champs versus pros or whatever mm-hmm. it was like it was a level above that I'd say, but still not the full challenge experience like it was good 
It was better than I thought. I will say that much. It was way better than I thought. The only thing leaving it out that doesn't put it on par with like a normal challenge season was just uh, the cast, right? Like it was too much of the same kind of storyline where, you know, you have people who haven't been on the show that much. Like it was very toned down right because you didn't have like the wild cards that you normally have on the challenge the smashleys or you know um bear who i mean probably shouldn't bring his name up because he'll probably never be back again and nor should he be correct if you don't know what i'm talking about get your googles up um i was talking to the viewers i know (laughs) you know i was saying the the viewers the listeners you know if you don't know what i'm talking about get your googles up but my point is the wild cards that end up on the challenge season right because you know, especially in the very beginning, it's the most fun of those challenge seasons. Whereas this, because it was condensed, I liked that it was condensed. It didn't need to be any longer at all. And I think that was good. And I think they did a really good job for having a show where you have a lot of people who aren't in the, you know, the normal shape of, let's say, the majority of the challenge cast. They still gave them, for the most part, real challenges, real eliminations, like, they did a really good job. They surpassed my expectations, but my expectations were so low coming in, <laughs> right? That, yeah, it was cool. It was all right. But if you're asking me if we did this, if like, you know, next week they're like, hey, challenge all stars, here's who's on. Are you going to watch? I'd be like, mm, probably not. But I'm glad we did watch it because, again, it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. There was aspects of it that I really liked. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, we spoke about the music every episode. Yeah. The music was big. And I mean, you and I as Canadians didn't know that we'd been missing out on at least on double agents and possibly other seasons. So that was yeah. good. I liked that the episodes were shorter. Mm-hmm. I liked that everyone had more personality. There's a lot of yeah. people that are sort of in the rotation for current casts that don't have a lot of personality and also are more sensitive to the social media landscape that they live in. Right. So like, even if they're not like, like I really like Corey, but Corey has matured, which is great to see for his personal life, but Corey's not the entertaining TV. He once was like, as much as I like him, he's not hooking up with people and he's not no, no, like no, I popping know off as much. And like, hey, that's a good personal life choice. It's not as good from a like viewer perspective. Whereas these all stars really didn't care. Like they just put it all out yeah. there. Yeah, no, it was really good and, job. Um, but there's a lot I also didn't like. Like you and I throughout the season on You Killed It have sort of criticized some things. Like, I did not like, um, I didn't like that the whole streaming thing, right? Like, I don't, I didn't love, I mean, it was, I don't want to say it was difficult for us to watch it, but it was too hard to watch it. Um, I thought that the way Paramount decided to market it, I mean, they barely marketed it, which I thought was super weird. Right. Um, we talked about that at length previously, too. So there's I didn't love it. It was interesting. I think I prefer Champs versus Stars because I think it I found it interesting when they were doing those seasons to see regular people or like professional athletes compete and to see how hard it is. Like I thought yeah. that was an interesting contrast. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they did it again, I would watch it. But like I'm not dying for it. I, I wish they would adopt some of the, of the things, like the shorter episodes, the tighter season. I would like to see that on yeah. a regular season of the challenge, but that's that's more of it. Like I'd rather learn they learn from the format than they repeat the format. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Totally There's fair. one other thing I have to bring up, and I don't know if you saw this, but on the challenges Instagram, on their social media, on their YouTube. They have a compilation of CT's eliminations. It's a compilation of every single elimination that CT has done. And Mm -hmm. Fessy commented with the like bug eyes emoji. 
and like people are just yeah. tearing him up on Instagram and it's hilarious because I'm pretty sure this is the first time he's ever watched CT's eliminations so like on the compilation the first thing they show of course is the Johnny Bananas backpack which is mm -hmm. the most physically dominant thing I've seen I think in any sport and I literally watch sports professionally so it was yeah. funny to see Fessy's react. Did you see that exchange at all? Or did you miss this? No. No, I did I not see I just have to it. point it out because Fessy has talked so much shit about CT. And he finally, because, you know, he's of that TikTok generation. He finally saw it on the social media and, like, finally saw the resume and saw what the hype is about. Yeah. No, that's funny. That's really funny. But also yeah. fitting. Speaking of social media, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander on Instagram, Sheldon Alexander, and same for the YouTube page and Twitch, you know, like us, find us there on Blast Podcast, all that fun stuff. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill. I mentioned it on a previous episode of You Killed It, but if things go according to plan, I'm going to be in Tokyo for the Olympics in less than two weeks time. So if you're into the Olympics and you don't yet follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I'm actually going to be posting like Instagram content while I'm there. You should check that out because there's going to be a lot of it. I'm going to be busy pretty much every day. And when I'm not busy, I'm not allowed to leave my hotel. So I will probably be going crazy <laughs> posting random thoughts to social media or reading a science fiction book. Who's to say? I'm capable of both. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, we can find out. And until uh, next season of the challenge, this was You Killed It. You killed it.